ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. It's time. It's time. It's time for a new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom. That's Jeff. It's the 10th anniversary of Starcade. Wrestling's always a little weird with its anniversary. So it's the yeah. 10th anniversary. It's the 11th annual. I I, I don't know, man. I, you know, it's like the year, what was it? WrestleMania 25 was the 25th anniversary, but that's actually not. It's really the 24th anniversary. I, it's just weird, man. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare to make up numbers in wrestling, though. Well, yeah, you know, everything about wrestling is so accurate. Like it just and like, you know, specific. And so, yeah, I don't know why you would ever doubt any of those numbers or dates or anything like that. But um, and with, you know, wrestlers being such such true storytellers about what happened every single time, like, you know, it would be easy to write a book. Yep. Well, I'm pumped to cover this one. I know Meltzer loved this main event, so yep. guessing pretty good match. Why why'd you put it on our list? You know, year end, you know, celebrate the uh Christmas holiday, however you celebrate, you know, whether you're on a vacation holiday, whatever you want to call it. And so um and even if you don't celebrate, that's okay too. But we're gonna say we can celebrate Ric Flair and Vader. There's you know, that that that's something we can all celebrate and get behind. And so yeah, this is we just end up always like there's just a lot of Starcade matches that involve these guys. And so um with Starcade happening at the end of the year, I always try and hit like, you know, the, around that time of the year and just who doesn't love a good Vader flair match? Like plain and simple. That's really what it boils down to. I think we've done a couple in the past before, but uh, this is the one we're going to do this week. Yeah. Good, man. Well, I'm, I'm pumped to cover this one. I like, I like going old school. Um, I say we jump right into it. Yeah, man, let's do it. All right. It's time for the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So, Starcade 10th anniversary. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, uh, Ric Flair's hometown. We've got Vader's belt, Flair's career. It's all on the line. That's the tagline for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested to, to cover this one. Uh, this is, you know, this is kind of like the WrestleMania, obviously, big time show. Uh, fun card. I yeah, I, just, I love looking back at these cards. Just all kinds of random stuff. But we start off with pretty wonderful, which was Paul Orndorff and Paul Roma defeating Two Cold Scorpio and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, eleven minute tag match. The Shockmaster is going to beat Awesome Kong in one minute. Lord Stephen Regal is going to retain through a time limit draw his television title in 15 minutes against Ricky Steamboat. Cactus Jack and Max Payne are going to win over Tex Slashinger and Shanghai Pierce. Tex is uh, Dennis Knight, also known as Midian. Uh, yep. Steve Austin is going to win a three falls match in 23 minutes against 
Dustin Rhodes to retain his U.S. championship. Jeff, this might be the only time in the history of two out of three falls matches that a match ended 2 nothing. Right. Um, Rick Rude's Crazy. Gonna, yeah, right? Rick Rude's going to retain his international world heavyweight championship in nine minutes against the boss, who, who's your boy, the big boss man. My favorite, yep. Yeah, man, so Rick Rude in 93, this might have must have been right before he stopped wrestling. Um, God, Rick, Rick Rude, criminally under underrated. Uh, your semi-main event, listen to this one. Sting and Road Warrior Hawk are going to defeat the Nasty Boys by DQ in 30 minutes. <laughs> um, Crazy. Yeah, right? And then your main event, Flair, Vader, title versus career. Flair's your, uh, putting up his career. Vader's putting up his title. We're in Charlotte. How do we get to these two going at it for the world heavyweight title? And I would assume Ric Flair is your baby face. So I, I feel like that's got to be a, a story in and of itself. Yeah. So we'll get into kind of both guys looking at this one. And so we'll start with um, obviously the main feud at this point. Like it was a, after Flair left WCW in 1991, he returned in early 1993. Of course, this match taking place the end of 1993. We're looking at December 27, 1993. Um, and so he returned in 93, winning the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on, on July 18th, ba uh, Beach Blast. It was actually the 10th time and against Barry Windham winning that one. Uh, the title then became the WCW International World Heavyweight Championship in September after the WCW left the NWA. And so Flair then actually losing that title to Rick Rude at Fall Brawl. Coming into this one, though, um, so Flair having no belts at this point. Vader, he actually beat Ron Simmons for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. It was December 30th, 1992, so almost a year prior to this. He held the championship all year up to Starcade. It was actually a short, short brief period, though, where Sting had the belt, though, in March, March, April, um, but really had the belt all of 1993. Uh, he feuded with Davey Boy Smith in May. He also Sid Vicious Sting, um, or, you know, few, you know, involving Sid Vicious and Sting. They had that alliance as well, too. Uh, so he had the feud with Cactus Jack as well, too. Um, that was the uh, the very weird, as we've talked about before, the Arne Anderson, Sid Vicious hotel fight with the stabbing. Um, that was Vicious got fired, flipped. Flair challenging Vader to this title match at Starcade, um, and then Flair also putting his career on the line. And so, really weird, um, kind of how this played out and kind of what was happening, um, because Vader wanted to actually take on Sid Vicious, and so, and that was supposed to be the match here um, that we were getting, but because of Sid getting fired, that's just not going to happen. And so, um, as of course, you kind of refresh everybody here. So the real life dismissal of Vicious after Arn Anderson stabbed him in England, however, forced WCW to find a quick replacement. Executive producer Eric Bischoff placed Ric Flair in the match, which was scheduled in Flair's hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. In the storyline, Vader did not take Flair seriously until he agreed to put his career on the line against Vader's title. So interesting take how they kind of had to get there because you know 
as you said, like numbers don't lie. A stabbing doesn't lie like that. You know, if you tell me which, which is more fake in wrestling that they make up numbers and that somebody got stabbed, like you, you I, I would not know which lane to pick there. So, um, but we got there. That's okay. So yeah, uh, going from that, that's how we get this match. And so, yeah, it was not necessarily, like I said, supposed to be flair, but um, that's how we got here. Whew. All right, man. I'm pumped, dude. I'm, I got to I got to pull it up here, man. Vader just looking like a bad son of a bitch, like he is. Flair looks like a million bucks, kind of like peak Ric Flair. He's yep. back from his WWE run, so still a lot of gas left in the tank. But I'm I'm pumped to cover this one, man. Uh, Me too. At, yeah, we're at the two hour nineteen minute mark. Starcade nineteen ninety three. Two hour nineteen minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? I am ready. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. All right, here we go. Staring each other down. They are just so like, there's, right. there's, I, we've talked about this before, but there's a few people that like the stories we know nowadays about some of these guys that like uh, Vader is someone that I would like, if you like walking out of a bar, like Vader would kill you. Uh, Brock's another one. Like Brock would kill you. I, I just say not that long ago, there was that threat of like, who's got the videos of Brock Lester being like inhuman. And he's just doing shit that no human being should be doing. Like just scares the shit out of you. Like, you know, the flair, not probably not his prime, but like, you know, you think I could take this guy at the bar, but Vader, like I'm getting in the car and driving away. Like, no way. Like just, that's how imposing and scary this dude is knowing what we know about him too. Like he is a imposing and scary guy. Man, flair with the cell flair here. Yeah. They're just selling it. Like just, I mean, he got Vader pushed him and he went all the way. Like, yeah, you know, literally across the ring to the other corner on the cell. Great stuff. Yeah, Flair looks great. Yeah, Flair does look really good. Hey, do you do you recall the whole uh, Vader Will Osprey thing? I don't. Give it to me. Really? No. Oh my goodness! I thought I thought you were gonna. Okay, so so here's what here's what happens, right? And this is I, I bring this up. This was Vader's last match. Okay. So, um, 2016. Will Osprey. So. Vader's watching a Will Ospreay ricochet match and he sends out a tweet. Blatant acrobatics, no story. Is there anything done in this video that relates to winning you could get two high school gymnasts and put on a show? Interesting. Okay. So, you know, he's saying, hey, it's 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 acrobatics, it's you know, it's it's not wrestling. So him and Will Ospreay get into this whole Twitter thing, right? So Vader goes to the UK and wrestles him. Now the match was terrible, right? I mean, yep. Vader, yep. Vader ends up winning the match, um, but it was—I mean, it was fun. So, yep. and, 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 and oh, by the way, guess who? Guess who interferes to cost Will Osprey the match? Pete Dunne. Mm. Ricochet gets involved, and Vader wins. Two chokes, two chokes lives. I'm reading here. Yeah, Osprey. I really don't like speaking ill of the dead, but that Vader match, I fucking hated. It was just a horrible experience with a horrible dude. I wish nothing ill on him, and I hope his family are well, but he just wasn't kind to work with. That's all. That's it. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. 
Yeah. I did not know this or remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, pretty wild, man. Pretty wild. That like to think about, especially what Will Ospreay is doing nowadays, like, you know, one of the top, probably top five in the world type thing. But uh, yeah, to say, to be, I get why would he agree to the match? I guess is the best question. Like there's zero incentive for you to do that. Yeah. It was but, interesting. Yeah, Vader, I mean, a lot of health problems, shame, but yeah. Got Harley Race on the outside. What do we get? We got yellow, black, and blue ropes. Is that what I'm seeing here? This is just unusual, but okay. Like blue, blue on top, black blue on, in the middle. Yellow on the bottom. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Vader just straight up like punching Flair, stomping on him now. Uh, just got him in the corner. Yeah, Harley Race there encouraging Flair. Hey, I got to I got to pat ourselves on the back, Jeff. This is so this is episode two hundred and twenty eight. Yep, Christmas Day. Although we're not recording this on Christmas Day, right? Uh, and I'm glad. I, I I if if you and I had the time and. Uh, and, and and we're so lonely that we were recording a podcast on Christmas morning. I I I'd, I'd feel sorry for us. So I, I would too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So glad we have better things to do. Um, however, so this is episode two hundred twenty-eight. Yep. Ninety percent of podcasts are done before episode seven. Wow. Of the remaining ten percent. 90% of those are done within their 14th episode. And, and, and I've got us scheduled, and you don't even know this yet. I've got us scheduled through 237. There you go. So I got another nine ready after this. And I've got my, my graph spreadsheet ready through 246, but I haven't picked that yet. And so, um, yeah, we've got a, like... We, we got a lot planned. That's exciting. Yeah. Look at us, man. Congrats. Yeah. So very, so from a, from a content development standpoint, there's a lot of people that, you know, buy a microphone and, and, and record a couple episodes and that's the end of their podcasting. And so very, very proud of ourselves and we appreciate everyone listening. This is, uh, yeah. we do this for fun. This, uh, is not what we do for a living and you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable for us and hopefully it's, uh, no different than Jeff and I listening to other people's podcasts. It's a nice little distraction from all the bullshit of life. <laughs> well, and that's a, even, you know, I've talked to some of my buddies and stuff like that. And like some of them, like, you know, they, they kind of like when we say like, they can tell in the first part of this, of like if the match is worth it or not. So sometimes they'll go back and watch the match and for sure. Then other times they'll just kind of skip to hear what we talk about, which is fine. I'm perfectly okay with that. But they said more times than not, like, like they'll go back and watch the match because it is, yeah, and that's something I've been thinking about for like they got a future for us. There's, you know, my timeline there on Twitter and Instagram for a while, which I only I have I have those things, and I really only follow wrestlers and stuff like that. I leave it to my wife to follow all the random ones, but uh, non wrestling if there's anything happening in the real world, um, and so not the wrestling world, but yeah, I, I th I'm trying to find some more of these like matches that you know a lot of the matches we cover are like really good matches, but also like some of these 
said more of these hidden gems, like finding more of that. I know recently I sent you Hulk Hogan and my boy, the boss man, like, you know, just kind of crazy, you know, that them having mad, it was at Madison square garden, like, you know, um, finding some of those matches or like this really random footage of Hogan in Japan and like a tag match or something like that's the stuff that like, I, I hope like 20, that would be, I guess if I have a resolution for 24 to uh, bring is some of these matches that maybe we forgot about or something that, you know, the starts of the storyline. I know I've, I've got some, uh, some Bray Wyatt, uh, you know, for the new oh, year God. as well too. Yeah, of course. Got to do that. And so, um, but then well, too, I, there was one match we were talking about uh, Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. I've got that. It was yep. their loser leaves town match from raw. And I think you brought it up like randomly or something like that. And I was like, I already have it. Like we're scheduled. We're good to go. Like end of January spoiler alert. You got that. We got that lined up. And so, yeah, just, you know, kind of crazy to think about that, but yeah, just some really good stuff. Yep. What year did Harley race la- wrestle his last wrestling match? Ooh, it's probably sooner than I think. I don't know. 1990. Okay, got it. Yep. Never wrestled again after that. Pretty pretty hard to believe. 90? So he lived what, years after that or something like that? Wow, away, yeah. He away a few years ago in his 70s. So, yeah, I mean, he, he just yeah, relatively early compared to other people. I say have a retirement match and actually retire. I don't know what that is. Like, seriously, like, that's just crazy. But, yeah, um, and that's what we're getting. Working, okay. In in 87, he was working Texas death matches with uh, Hulk Hogan. Oh, geez. Yikes. Yeah, on house shows. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was just thinking about that recently. I, I don't know why, but, you know, it's like it, – it, I was just thinking about, like, how much different the business was, like – you know, Hulk Hogan, I mean, in, in Flair, same thing. Like, these guys were wrestling every night, and mm-hmm. I mean, the shit they did to their bodies, and it was never recorded. I mean, you yeah. look at a guy like Roman, and you're like, I mean, this guy's what? He's working 10, 15 matches a year, like max. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just crazy. Like, you know, like, I mean, if you would have told Ric Flair in, 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 in the, you know, late eighties, Hey, there's going to be a guy that's probably going to make what, like I, I, a Roman I'm guessing is probably like 10 million a year. There's a guy that's going to make 10 million a year as world champ. And he's going to work, uh, you know, 20 TVs and 10 matches. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Max. And you'd be like, how, like, how's that part? Right. It's, right. it's, it's, it's the business is TV now. It's not live events, and the product's so hot right now that they're. I mean, they're selling out house shows without you know. I mean, with with a half the half the crew on it. So well, in, in a Saudi show, you get an influx of fifty million dollars every single time. Like, yeah, I mean that. I, I feel like I know more about wrestling TV rights and deals, which we haven't talked about. NXT's moving to CW, um, you know, and so like I know more about that stuff now than I like. High school doesn't prepare you to read TV ratings. <laughs> like that's just, yeah. And don't quote me up, but like the NXT's ratings are exponentially higher than anything on CW. So it's actually a huge get for them if you can believe that. Right, and a four-year deal like that's a long time. Like, yeah, yeah. like that's crazy. And so, they're getting, I mean, they're getting uh, just under a million per episode. Right. Remember, yeah. That's, that's airing for that was airing for free on Peacock or or the network not that long ago. So right. to, get, to get TV money for that, um, I you know I think it'll be really interesting because you know if they're getting a million an episode, you figure. I mean, obviously they're going to do everything they can to make that show. It's really strong. Um, 
you know, you just wonder, I, I would assume they're going to do crossover stuff because the cross, yeah. I mean, you put judgment day on there and oh, hundred thousand more people tune in. So yeah. I'd imagine that you're going to have, you know, legends and, and, and main roster talent on there, um, you know, pretty, pretty regularly. Um, I could also see them, you know, like the Baron Corbins of the world and the Beckys, you know, putting someone down there for a limited run. So at any given time, we have a main roster person that's doing a limited rundown. I mean, I guess Dominic right now, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I think that I think it's going to be really interesting. I mean, they're going to put a lot of emphasis into that show. Um, well, and are they going to move? Is SmackDown moving off Fox in the next year? Yeah, like, well, yeah, th- that's already announced. They're on USA. Because I saw, or yeah, oh, SmackDown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and so going to USA. On, and, and, and they, so where's Raw going? I saw a thing. Was it today that Endeavor was talking about um, doing WWE? And here's here's a thought for you: doing WWE pay per views on Friday, doing UFC pay per views on Saturday. What are your thoughts about that? Pay-per-views on Fridays? You do, because of Endeavor and having it now, you do a WWE pay-per-view premium live on a Friday, and then you get UFC on a Saturday. You know, I'm I'm the wrong person to ask about this because I have two young children and I have no life. So (laughs) I feel you, man. Friday or Saturday to me actually sounds better than Sunday. I I just don't care. Like it makes no, it makes no difference to me. So, you know, my, I, I, I would, you know, other people that, you know, still go out on Friday nights and have a life, you know, they may care. Um, I don't, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, you know, especially now it's like, well, I'm not, I can, you know, I mean, if, oh, well, I don't like Friday nights. Well then wake up Saturday morning and watch it or just watch it Saturday night. You know, like, I mean, obviously you have to avoid spoilers, but you know, I don't mind if, if it's on like a Saturday night and I can't watch it, no big deal. Like, you know, I got a handful of, of guys I text with that I just won't look at their texts or I'll tell them, Hey, don't, you know, I tell you you know, I'm not watching it. Live. No spoilers. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I don't. I, I don't really care much um, at all. Here's the rumor. It's and of course, grain of salt. It's from your favorite five star uh, wrestling observer radios. Dave Meltzer thinks there's a chance that SmackDown has moved off Fridays on its new TV deal. With TKO considering a package idea of running WWE pay per views on Friday nights, UFC pay per views on Saturday at the same site on a given weekend. And so, especially if you start merging crews, you yeah. start like you got the venue for the weekend. Now you've got a fan experience with UFC and WWE. Like they set up shop on Thursday, they leave town on Monday. Now we're now we're making money off that. We got a whole thing. It gets I, like I, I'm a UFC fan. I think you are too. Not as much as I it normally would, but if all of a sudden, like I'm getting like that package and I'm seeing that kind of cross promotion, I you know I'm more likely to pay a little bit more attention. I yeah, a couple thoughts on that. I I think so. I, I don't dislike UFC. I'm not super into it. I'm kind of like neutral on it. But I will yep. tell you this: if they did that super weekend concept. It would it may get me to watch, and that's oh yeah. So from a business standpoint, that's brilliant. 
you know, if you're if you're WWE, you probably want Brock Lesnar on that Friday show so that more UFC people that think wrestling sucks watch it and go, wow, that's actually pretty cool, right? So it works both it works both ways. You know, yep. I, I I think the I think it's I think them being under one roof is brilliant. Um, oh yeah, all the UFC folks that are on the back end of their career. Hey, they could go do fake wrestling for 10 years. Not all of them, but if they're like a real character in real life, it makes too much sense. Yep. You know, so you've got, you know, the Rondas, the Brocks. I mean, there's just there, there, how many of them are out there now and in the future. You know, you you add one person. Um, you know, I don't know if Logan Paul has MMA aspirations, but, you know, you get Logan or, uh, and I know there's issues with Dana White and them, but I'm just saying there's so many things that could happen and will happen. Well, I mean, well I, I always forget, is Jake Paul a boxer or is he, like, he's not MMA. And so, yeah, think, but like. I think he's doing, I think he has an MMA fight coming up or had one. I don't follow it that closely, but, you know, they're all kind of playing in the same sandbox now. And so it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Uh, well, but I think the, the amount it, of money you'd save by going to, uh, you know, Madison Square Garden and saying, hey, we're going to do Friday night wrestling, Saturday UFC, uh, you know, it, it just makes all the sense in the world. Well, and I think what if, like, I'm thinking of it, like, just thinking it through to the end here, like you're really only swapping out the ring. Like, okay, like the seating, like maybe, you know, and you, you really, it would be harder if you had to, it is harder, I guess, you, you put up the screen or not even really, you tear down the screen because then you have all week for WWE to like do their entrances, you tear it down in 24 hours and then it's an open venue at that point. So you open up that many more seating and you figure the, I'm guessing the WWE ring is smaller than UFC in the space they need around that. So like. The, it's got to be an easier setup, especially if you get those teams working together. Like it makes a ton of sense. Flair is pounding Vader. Like some of these shots are like he's he's pulling some of them, but he is he is smoking Vader. Like yeah, fans are cheering. Like yeah, Flair is really like giving his all on this one. That's the second time he is just pounded on Vader. Really good stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, I think it's, it's, I, I think like, like I said, you got young kids, like, you know, it is the best time to be a wrestling fan, in my opinion, because of what we're seeing happening. Like, you know, one day, like, you know, to, just to, to have that. And I get it. Like, oh, it's fake, whatever. Like it's bullshit at this point to say that, like, you're just uneducated if you're saying that, like, and so, cause it's not, you, you know, we've all seen that. And I think that like, it is just a great time to be any wrestling. Like you've got, you know, whether it's, shit like stardom or like you know some of that like Carrie Sane or Kyrie Sane just coming back from there like you know and their long-term storytelling there with who put her on the shelf Bailey and then you've got like that like there's some long-term story and then when Cole actually says it like like that is really good because then you can go back and watch that and be like oh wait a minute like she's partnered now with the person that got her kicked or like that got her injured and made her leave like oh boy now we got storyline there so like it's just just crazy going for the Vader bomb now. Yep. Up on that second rope. Oh, missed it. Missed it. Yep. It's so, That's a fantastic match. Yeah. I think, I don't think Flair's bladed, but he is bleeding from his mouth though. Um, which interesting. It's weird to see a Flair match where he's not bladed. Um, 
And so, yeah, going for the figure four. Yeah, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's so many different things you can do. I mean, you have, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I mean, you know, if you're going to do Friday shows, and you, I mean, you move SmackDown to what, Thursday? I mean, yep. look, there's no reason why. I mean, WWE can do whatever they want. If if USA says, hey, we actually want SmackDown to be on Wednesday nights, um, then they'll put it on Wednesday night. And then, right. yeah. You know, Tony Khan's going to have to figure out what he wants to do, and and the Warner Brothers or whoever they do their next TV deal with. I mean, it'll be it'll be really interesting. I I really appreciate it and found it almost comical. I mean, it's been a while now, but when we had that uh, NXT and Vader and like you know, or not Vader, Undertaker, and they went head to head and just absolutely destroyed them in every metric on that night. But fans were like, "Oh, they had to bring in Undertaker and John Cena and like all these other people to beat them." I was like, "No, that's the power of WWE. Yeah, like they could on any given week if they decide." Like, like triple, I have to go back to like that pissant company and triple H. Like if they decide to take on that pissant company on any given weekend, their roster is so deep and so many people that they could absolutely destroy AEW and get them like half the ratings every single time. And I think that's the long-term problem with AEW is like, they're just not built to have to go the, like, they're not built for the marathon. They're built for the sprint. Yep. All right. So Vader on top misses the moonsault. Oh boy, but that is a big man flying though. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing you forget too. It's like, I, and one of the things I think's been pretty impressive about WWE right now is, oh my god. So Harley Race on the top rope misses. Harley Race. Oh, <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, man. Harley race with the headbutt after Flair gets out of the way. The fans are going nuts. Yeah, oh, man. Man, Flair looks great. That was hilarious. I enjoyed the shit out of that. Flair oh. does look great. Yeah. Oh, the Vader just overpowering him. Jesus. That was a weird, but kind of a he got it. A wow. weird kind of roll up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, that was I I I, I think I, I mean I liked that finish, but it was just crazy. But that's how it's he- weird. Yep. Wow. Okay. And there you have it. New champ. At Merry Christmas, you know. Is this the first time he was champ since he came back from WWE? Uh, we'll have to look. My, my 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 guess is yes. Yeah, like I'm sure this just meant a lot to him. That's that's my point. Wow. He, yep. It's been the hometown. Yeah, I gotta feel good. So here I I got it. So I think he had won it once before this. Yeah, he did. Or no, he was the international heavyweight champion earlier in the year. Wow. Okay. All right, cool. I liked it, man. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. 
I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, we'll leave, leave this on screen in case anything happens because there's still a few minutes left. But um, yeah, let's get to the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. All right, so what'd you think? <laughs> Showing race trying to do that headbutt. That was just so bad. It was good in a bad way. Um, okay, yeah. So these guys continued their feud though until Super Brawl four, which was February. Florida or Flair defeating Vader in a Thunder Cage match to retain the title on that one. Uh he then defended and retained against Ricky Steamboat before defeating Sting at Clash of the Champions 2567. Uh that was a championship unification match to unify the wcw world heavyweight championship and the international world heavyweight championship uh he then uh turned heel and began feuding with uh who is this? i hope i'm saying this right hulk hogan hulk hogan uh who debuted in uh june of 1994 of course that was the biggest feud of the year for that one uh their first match coming at bash at the beach with hogan winning the title and then they continued for years and rematches for years so yeah it would have been um, more i think but i think that would have been more fun if they were both baby faces initially yeah, we've talked about that. And yeah. Flair turned on him after like you could have even debuted Hogan with like tagging with Flair and then he turned yep. on him and then you built to yep. that. Yep, absolutely. So um Vader, he actually began feuding with the boss, a big boss man. Uh he defeated at Spring Stampede. He also faced Sting at Slamboree for that international world vacant international world heavyweight champion. Um it was actually Sting requested the match rather than be awarded the title after an injury to his original opponent, Rick Rude, and defeated Vader. Uh, Bash at the Beach, he beat uh, the former boss, now known as the Guardian Angel by disqualification. Forgot about that. Uh, two months later, Fall Brawl, he beat Angel and Sting in a triangle match to determine the number one contender for the heavyweight championship now held by Hulk Hogan. A month later, at Halloween Havoc, he defeated the Guardian Angel in another rematch, and then Class of Champions, that'd be 29 nine uh vader defeated dustin rhodes and earned the opportunity to face the united states heavyweight championship jim duggan at starcade of that following year oh and so where vader defeated duggan with the aid of duggan's two by four to win the u.s heavyweight championship so good i mean Good stuff. There's nothing wrong with any of that. So, Vader, 1993, number two. Flair, number six. Uh, the torch on this one, the match against Vader was in some ways a classic, in other ways just another Ric Flair match. The match probably did not exceed many people's expectations. No astounding new twists in either man's style was exhibited, from, but, but from bell to bell psychology, they played with the emotions of the fans in a believable, effective way. Four and a quarter stars. This one getting mostly thumbs up, 75% uh, from the Observer Newsletter on this one. No other matches received a vote, even this one being the best match of the night, hands down. Um, the match itself was excellent when it came to drama and heat, largely um, uh, largely because of the uh, – sorry, I, I, I paused here because uh, – do you still have it on? They are yeah. backstage with Flair's family. Is that a young Charlotte Flair it looks like on uh, WCW? Oh, my God. They're interviewing Flair backstage. That's the whole family back there. Crazy. Um, is he missing teeth, too? No, he's just bloody. Anyways, uh, the match itself was excellent when it came to drama and heat, largely because of the Charlotte crowd, hometown Flair tie-in, and the buildup. It would have been a great match, but in any case... Uh, 
it would have been a great match in any case, but not uh, but not one that would be remembered for years. The match never had a heart-stopping close calls that made nearly every other flare match during the mid-80s, nor did it have the brutality that Vader's pre-per-view matches with Sting or Cactus Jack had, or the level of heat and action of every big show uh, Kenta Kobayashi match this year. But as a total performance, and by that I don't mean bell-to-bell performance, but pre-match build-up to the post-match interview performance, it was probably the best uh, most memorable of Flair's entire career. Flair pinned Vader in 2111. Uh, pretty much everyone knew that Flair was going to win, so Vader just destroyed him early to the point where it raised serious doubts. Whenever Flair would get the advantage, Harley Race would interfere and help him turn the tables back. Uh, Vader turned his back. Flair clipped Vader, and Schoolboy pinned him for the pin. Schoolboy hit, Schoolboyed him for the pin. Yeah, four and a half as well. So four and a half, four and a quarter, where are you going with this? I, you know, I got this thing at a seven and a half. Uh, I, I really liked it. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just thought, you know, beating the shit out of Flair, Flair looked great. Crowd was super into it. Kind of a fun, you know, uh, random finish. I I, I mean, I, I, I actually thought worked really well. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'm a fan. What about you? Uh, I'm at an eight. Actually, this is fun too because I still got it on. You had Sting just came and congratulate him. You got uh, Steamboat congratulating him. So you just kind of, you know, Steamboat looking at the belt, like yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I thought I thought they beat the hell out of each other, which is really good. I don't agree with necessarily some of these better than the others. I think it's hard to compare that sometimes, but I think still just really really good. It was a good match. Like it was the one I would tell people to go back and watch because of like. The crowd reactions, you know, they popped hard at the end there. It was just really, really good. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I yep. liked it a lot. Absolutely. So, so I believe that's it. Let's uh, get back to presents and whatever people got going on. And, uh, yeah, just have a good holiday. I mean, that's it for 2023. Crazy, man. Uh, what do we got here? Let me pull this up. I'm gonna, I'll spoil yeah, a little bit here. You haven't I, even told, you haven't even the told gift me. I'll give yeah for people uh we're gonna start the new year with actually wrestle kingdom because new japan and wrestle kingdom happening so we got a shinsuke nakamura match against kota abushi who a lot of people know still in the news with uh kenny omega as well too uh then we're doing a cruiserweight match sold out 1999 listen to these names here we got billy kidman juventud guerrera psychosis and Rey mysterio in a four-way so I'm looking forward to that one. Okay. Uh, we're going to transition a little bit here and do some Ring of Honor as well, too. I've got another AJ Styles after last week, but also taking on one uh, Brian Danielson from 2006. Yep. And so some youngins in that one. And then getting into, uh, like I said, spoiled it already, but Mr. Perfect and Ric Flair. Love of Mr. Perfect match. And so it was time to do another one. So uh, Monday Night Raw 1993, Mr. Perfect versus Ric Flair. That's a hell of a lineup, dude. We, we're stacked, man. Yep, absolutely. I am excited. Should be good stuff. Okay, I'm that gets us through Rumble. Uh, that that match is after. That's a Rumble week, man. It's creeping up quick here. Who's gonna win the Rumble? Oh boy, I it's got to be Cody. Like it just, you know, I'd like to see somebody else, but you got to set. He's got to finish the story. It's time to do it. I think Cody wins Elimination Chamber. Could, yeah. Yep. We will find out. So, all right, man. Let's send him home happy. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week on an all new episode of The Panel.